I'm a real tough love lesbo. Real tough. How tough? Real tough. Okay, so there are a lot of things. Oh, <clears throat> my voice just cracked like a 12-year-old boy. Uh, there are a lot of things I learned about myself since the last show I put up where I told you about how I fucked up my shoulder. Um, one of them being the effects that Tylenol 3s have on myself and uh, my personality and my interaction with others. None of it good. Um, I don't usually do any kind of drugs. I'm not a big pothead. I don't drink very often. Not really, not really into that. So I guess when the codeine hit my system, um, strange things happened. Um, I've been described as irrational, um, hyperreactive, erratic. Okay, sure. I mean, I'm sure my self-perception isn't isn't the tops. And um, I'm, just because I think I'm really smooth and cool in all actuality, I'm probably not any of those things. So that's cool. Um, I did have a notably manic episode, I feel, um, Tuesday night when I got all the, when I was taking all the drugs there, all, all of my, all of my drugs. And I, I went on a bit of a tear on Facebook. And in the morning, I'm like, I was really like intense. Like I was manic. So just for fun, because I have a lot of time on my hands currently, I looked up manic episode. Okay, so let's, I'm going to read to you the things I feel like I was on Facebook. And I'll read the Facebook posts too. Okay, but first I want to read these so that you'll understand. Um, an example, okay, these are character, character traits of someone who's experiencing a manic episode. Inflated self-esteem or grandiosity. Check. Decreased need for sleep. Check. More talkative than usual or pressure to keep talking? Check. Flights of ideas or subjective experiences that thoughts are racing? Check. Attention is easily drawn to unimportant or irrelevant items? Check. Increase in goal-directed activity, either socially, at work, or school, or sexually? Check. Okay, of all the things on the list, here's what I was not. I think there were two things that I was not. I was not... Um, involved in pleasurable activities that have a high potential for painful consequences. Example, engaging in unrestrained buying sprees, sexual indiscretions, or foolish business investments. Those are things that I was not. I was one. <laughs> I was not one of the things out of everything they listed to let you know what qualifies as a manic episode. So I'm going to just take a second and read to you the Facebook posts I posted. Great. Here's one. Once you go chocolate lab, you never go back. Miss you, Millie. Never forget. Okay. That's uh, in reference to that dog that sexually assaulted me on my route uh, not too long ago. But is it sexual assault if you liked it? I don't know. It's not my call to make. Um, okay. And then at this point, I feel like, just so you know where I'm coming from in my perspective, I feel like my inside voice has turned into Matthew McConaughey. Like, you know all those terrible car commercials and cologne commercials he does where it's just like mumbled ramblings and it just makes no fucking sense? That's basically what my inside voice turned into. And I decided that I was the toughest, the toughest man in the West. The toughest, the toughest guy in town. That's who I was. That's what my inside voice was saying. Um, so here's another example of, of my behavior. This is another post. Being a mailman is intense. Sometimes you're a Newman in a world full of Clavens. Other times you're a Claven in a world full of Newmans. Still other times you're just a tough old broad in a sling. Being tough. Okay, and uh, that's when I came to the realization that the T3s were making my brain kind of funny. And uh, the next post, I can't be alone with my own thoughts. It's all McConaughey up in here, up in here. And then I decided that I was going to lay myself down on a bed of roses. Yeah, that would be great. Except for the fun fact that Tylenol 3s, yeah, do you know what they come with? Yeah, yeah, caffeine. They come with caffeine. Uh-huh. That's great. So at this point, I've had, I've had the equivalent of I don't know how many cups of coffee. And uh, the codeine's doing the trick. I'm not in any real surmountable, like, real intense pain. But... Um, 
the, the caffeine is put in the fucking cock and cocktail at this point. Because I didn't really sleep Monday night on account of how I got sent home by a doctor with a broken fucking bone. And then Tuesday night, I was, I was all hopped up on the, on the drugs. And I tried to lay down in the bed upstairs. And I'm just like, fuck, I can't, I can't lay here. It just hurt too much. I think the gravity and the fat on my fat arm was pulling my shoulder down. So I came downstairs and slept on the Lazy Boy. If you can call laying there not sleeping sleep, I rested there. And then I woke up at like, I don't know, one o'clock after sleeping for maybe half an hour. And it felt like somebody had lit a match and set my fatty, fatty arm on fire. It was just burning. Like, I don't know why it hurt so much at night. And last night too, it was just like, oh my God, why? I just need to sleep. And it's gotten to the point where it's like, I'm not getting enough sleep at all. So whenever I kind of like just lay down and kind of close my eyes for a second, I snap awake right away. Cause I feel like I've kind of drifted off to sleep, but but not really. Anyway, okay, what else did I want to tell you here? Oh, okay. Um, it's occurred to me that uh, when I told you guys the story about my mom's smoke detector going off, and uh, I, I thought my genius, uh, my genius brain, my genius thought process there, my McConaughey, as I like to call my inside voice, um, didn't pick up on the fact that you didn't understand that the smoke detector was hardwired, and there was a battery backup. So I'm not that retarded. I realize that when a smoke detector ch chirps like that and it's completely battery powered that you need to replace the battery. So I just wanted to clear that up just in case you think I am that fucking retarded, which I mean, yeah. Uh, cool. Um, the other thing I want to tell you is if you don't know me in real life, I have and pretty much have always have, always had, sorry, a Steven Seagal ponytail. Like just, I have like a really weird shaped head. It looks like my head has been placed inside a vice and then squeezed. So it's really narrow, but it's like, got, I've got a big bulbous, like back of the head. And I usually just wear a low ponytail because my head's shaped weird. It's easy. No one really expects much. And I'll tell you, having one arm, yeah, not conducive to the Steven Seagal ponytail. It's, it's not working for me. So I have to get Sarah to comb my hair and put it up for me, except she leaves work, leaves for work at like six o'clock in the morning. So I have to, like I go, I lay down again cause Malcolm doesn't get up to like quarter after seven. So then I get up and it's, my hair's all fucked up and I can't go outside because I look like a fucking crazy person and I can't lift my right arm anywhere near my head to get my fucking ponytail up. So I, <laughs> I went upstairs out of sheer desperation cause it's like half of my hair was completely out and it was just like swinging around my face and I can't fucking stand that. So I went upstairs to look, like, look for a solution. And I came pretty goddamn close to McConaughey-ing it up and shaving my fucking head because it was just so annoying. But I went into the closet, my once upon a time closet where I keep all the clothes that I think I'm going to fit into eventually someday and I won't. And there just happened to be, thank God, a uh, Easter Bunny um, headband that you put on a kid's head with like the two ears and they're like super bendy. So I used that. Fuck, I'm a genius. God, it's hard. Whew. I think that grandiosity is coming back. Maybe I'm entering another manic episode. Anyway, um, I put that on and Malcolm thought it was hilarious because like I had one bunny ear down and the other one was pointing up to the ceiling. But it solved my fucking problem and I got to play like that. And boy, to see, mama, play with me. And I'm just like, oh, God. But today I was just like, fuck it. You know, like I'm, I'm in a lot of pain, but at least I can be cool, right? I can be fun. And I'm kind of a little hopped up on the drugs anyway. Get it? Easter bunny ears? Hopped up. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I apologize for that one. That one's that one's on me, okay? Anyway, I'm just going to enjoy the time I get to spend with him, hurt or not, because it's a treat, and uh, we'll, just, uh, we'll just make it work. But you know, like, all I want in the world is to put my hands up in the air. My hands up in the air. I'd also like to wave them like I just don't care, but it just doesn't seem... It's not going to happen for me. Like, I've got one. I've got, I'm 50% of the equation, but it's like, fuck. It's all I want in the world, you know? For the first time in my life, I want to dance, but my body won't let me. Okay, I'm lame as all get up, so let's check out what Tails is up to. I'm sure she's got something fun to say. Hey everybody, it's Tails. Uh, if I sound funny, it's because my breathing is shot and I haven't been feeling very well lately because I quit smoking 43 days ago. Um, my lungs are in a panic, unsure as to what the fuck's going on without uh, inhaling cigarettes. Um, so I've been coughing and I apologize if I do so in this recording because that's not very professional. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, 43 days, woohoo. My breathing has gotten substantially worse. Um, I've been 
tired and cranky and coughing up lots of delicious colors of the rainbow. And uh, it makes me wonder if this is actually worth quitting for because I feel like shit. But I guess we'll see what happens in a couple months, right? Um, now, I have a story to tell. It's a little upsetting and I might get a little bit riled up because I'm, I'm relaying this story to you guys. But uh, So the date is... Thursday the 19th time 12 14 p.m. and 23 seconds theft of my backpack at my workplace now let's start from the top it was a really busy day really busy morning I was with my coworker Liam and uh, we got completely slammed out of nowhere so um, you know I was working in the front and Liam was working in the back and the, at my work we leave we have no air conditioner at my work, so in order to get some sort of coolness into the kitchen with these two really, really hot ovens fucking spewing out hot air, is we leave the back kitchen door open slightly just to allow it to be a little cooler so that none of us pass out, faint, or die from heat. And we've never had a problem before. We get along with our customers from the Goodwill and... Usually people respect us. Every once in a while we'll have a random drunk person walk through the kitchen and be like, Oh, this isn't the bathrooms. Yeah, fucking great job, genius. Turn around, go to the bathrooms. You know, always harmful things like that. Except for on Thursday. Um, I didn't know my backpack was stolen at 12, 14, 23 until 3 o'clock p.m. that day when I <clears throat> couldn't breathe because of my quitting smoking. Uh, I needed my inhaler. So I go to my backpack and I go to retrieve my inhaler and my backpack's not there. So immediately I think that my coworker's fucking with me because that's kind of how we all are. We, we fuck with each other. It's just the way things are, right? Well, he, he denied it. And I could, I'm going through the video cameras. Sure as shit, I watch. I can see the, the glare of the back lane door opening. And then I can see a body walk past the open door, the slightly open door, like... I don't know, I'd say it's about three feet wide. That's how wide it's, it's open. So he walks past it. A couple of seconds later, he comes back, slips his body without moving the door in the crack of the door, and it's some native kid. And he looks at my coworker, Liam, whose back is towards him because we're busy and he's cutting pizza and calzones and boxing things for me because, you know, we're busy, right? Right. So... He stares at my coworker for about 15 seconds, looks down at my backpack, slowly grabs it, and then slowly walks back out the back door. Funniest thing? First of all, that backpack is eight years old. It's a piece of shit now. I paid 250 bucks for it. It's a limited edition. You'll never find it anywhere else. Cool. Whatever. Only thing I really liked about it was the back support, the waist support, and all the fucking pockets because I'm a freak and I have OCD and I like pockets, so... Backpack itself, not worth anything, especially not with my nickname, Tails Unleashed, all over it in Sharpie. Uh, I also drew, uh, when I first bought it eight years ago, a vagina, complete with labes and lips and cl clit and, you know, everything. But wearing a cape, I called it Super Vagina. It was great. So he's got a Super Vagina now. <laughs> and inside, um, because I'm also a paranoid person with OCD, I never keep anything of value um, off my person. Everything that is worth anything is always on me at all times. Wallet, ID, money, phone, iPod, MP3 player, everything is always on me, attached to me somehow. So I guess maybe I'm the only one that does that, but this kid is expected to have some sort of value valuables in the backpack. But no, I'll tell you what he walked off with. He walked off with a smelly pair of shorts, complete with a five-year-old belt that was so busted, I sewed it together multiple times. Good job, buddy. And I hope you enjoy those four tampons, two pads, meat thermometer, six Advil, two um, allergy pills, a couple of anti-inflammatories. Uh, I have some gravel in there as well, just to give you that extra boost. Literally, that's all that was in there. So... Congratulations, buddy. Enjoy those fucking tampons. Enjoy those Advil and allergy pills. Oh, and my inhaler as well. I hope you breathe well. Maybe he needed it more than I did. 
I don't know that. Maybe he's a sick native kid. So, you know, maybe he actually needed those pair of shorts. Oh, and uh, sorry, buddy, but I apologize for the period underwear that are in there as well. As most women know, those can kind of get a little nasty. Sorry. Anyways, that's my story. Peace out. Meh. <laughs> well done. Well done. That was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> that guy must have been so pissed. He, ru- he probably ran off, brought it home, looked through it, and was like, fuck. But, you know, like, why not look through it and then throw the backpack back? Put it by the dumpster or something. Be, be a good guy. Take the tampons out, you know, because he needs those. And uh, he could have given it back. I wonder what he's going to do with it. Do you think you'll walk down Sherbrooke sometime and see some some guy with your super vagina on his back? Would you take it back, Tails? You're kind of scary. Maybe you could rough him up and take it back. I wonder what's going to happen to it. So weird. People are fucking weird. Like, why? Why? I mean, you'd be willing to risk getting arrested for a fucking backpack? And what would be in there? Maybe an iPod? Maybe if he's having a good day, that kid? Here's a tip. Get a job, okay? Don't drop out of school in grade nine and start robbing people. Get a fucking job. Go to Walmart. Learn how to fucking stock shelves. Change a tire, maybe. Be satisfying. That's my tip. That's my tip for someone who probably doesn't own an iPod, wouldn't listen to this terrible fucking show, and uh, is the proud owner of period underwear. Just get black ones, Tails. Just get black ones. You don't... That way no one ever sees a period stain. You know, if you're into that. Okay, so... Thanks for good quitting smoking. Yes, very good. Very good work there. You don't, smoking is, um, although delicious and awesome and wonderful, and I tell you, if I ever come down with a terminal disease, I will smoke again. Like, if they say you have six months to live, I'm like, okay, first stop, 7-Eleven. Yep. Demoria King sucks, in case you were ever wondering. Oh, I got a very nice donation today, and I didn't get permission to use their name, but thank you very much. And if you're wondering if you need to donate to the show... No, I guess you don't. But I do really like the iTunes reviews. That makes me feel good. I think it boosts the show in some kind of iTunes ranking. But I, you know, also who the fuck knows? I mean, there's shows ranked above me in the lesbian comedy category that haven't put a show out in since 2012, in three years. They're still ranked above me. How does that make any fucking sense? I don't know. I don't get iTunes. But leave a review. I like it because I have to do everything with my left hand right now. But you know what? The bonus to the codeine and the Aleve that I'm taking is that I haven't had a shit since I think Monday morning and it's Thursday at night. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't really had to worry about wiping my ass with my left hand because I haven't shit because, because coding stops you up and you can give me 150,000 fucking stool softeners. I don't think that's going to work. I think I need to go for a jog maybe. Yeah. (laughs) That's a great idea. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah. So I'm taking a lot of Restorelax, which is supposed to help me shit. Nothing. Stool softeners, nothing. I'm kind of afraid of what, what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just eating a lot of vegetables. I'm, cause I'm the kind of person who will be off on a sick leave. Like I also wrote, wrote on Facebook that I really feel like this injury is going to be like when I'm on my 600 pound life with my, with my story, this injury is was, is going to be the catapult that pushed me to 627 pounds. And Sarah's like, uh, and I said, cause you know, I was joking with her. I'm like, you're gonna have to wipe my ass, blah, 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 blah. And, and she's like, no, you have a left hand. I'm like, no, you should really practice because when I'm 627 pounds, you're going to have to do it. And, uh, she's like, I I'd leave at 400 pounds. Like if, if you were wondering, I would be, I would be leaving at 400 pounds. And I was like, okay, note it. Yeah, mental note. So 350 it is then. So you know how I'm obsessed with my 600-pound life, which I just talked about just now because I'm obsessed with it? I can't stop watching it. And I've noticed that the cameramen, because you know when you watch these reality shows, the cameramen are having these kind of quiet, secret jokes with the audience. And I find that on the 600-pound life show, it always seems to be with footwear. Like, do you remember that girl, Amber, I told you about who had those big tree trunk legs and she'd never fucking wear shoes ever? And she's the one that tried to go to the airport, but the wheelchair broke because she was like 600 pounds, obviously. Um, She's the one that would walk around like barefoot and it looked cold. Like there were no leaves on the trees. Like it just, uh, just put on a sock maybe. So I've noticed in in like the next three episodes, there were three different women that wouldn't wear shoes. Like they owned shoes. Um but they just wouldn't like wear them. Like this one girl went to a therapist's office, no socks. 
like walked up the driveway, no socks. And for whatever reason, when she left the therapist's office, then she put her socks on. And then another, even another woman yet, who was like really, um, really crazy, like her son, she was like hideous. And then she, her son was her caregiver and he's got to like wash her. <laughs> it's just so fucked up. I just, it's just, it blows my mind. And she, for whatever reason, uh, decided she was going to be her own physical therapist. So she went to the pool. And no, she didn't wear a bathing suit. She wore kind of like loose, thin clothing. To get into the pool, the cameraman pans down on the, on the, sho- on the feet. No shoes. She goes to step into the pool, the indoor pool. He pans down at her feet. Ankle socks. Okay. Okay. All right, then. Yeah. Okay. Again, this woman had shoes. She had them available. She had shoes that fit. But for whatever fucking reason, like, do you think they make them go barefoot? Because, I mean, I've noticed now in this new season that they always do the how do you get yourself clean video where they kind of make them wash themselves so everyone can see how they use the bathroom and wash themselves, which I feel is really degrading, but also wonderful for me. And, uh, you know, how do you use the bathroom, yada, yada. And now they've all had to go to therapists. And I'm like, well, where was the fucking therapist the whole time? And like, I feel like I could be a therapist. Why do you feel like you eat so much? Well, my father was an alcoholic and beat us all and I turned to food for comfort. Oh, well, that that's how that's the beginning of this journey then, isn't it? I think we can stop now. Like, yeah, I could have asked those questions. I think you could have too. I think my 14-year-old niece could have delved a little deeper. Like, is this what therapists get paid for? How does that make you feel? And then just not talk so that that... I have a theory, okay? I think I've told you this story before about how um, I didn't... I, I talked about it on Return to Sender once. I think it was called oh, Therapy Eyes. Is that what it was called? I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember. I think there's therapy in the title anyway. And I didn't talk about it on that episode because Sarah didn't want me to. But at that time, we were trying to get her pregnant. Stop me if you've heard this one. But McConaughey inside says, uh, just tell the story anyway. And I'm with him. He is me. I am him. And uh, anyway, we go into this therapist because, like, the sperm place in the States or the fertility clinic in the States won't treat us unless we go see a therapist. So I'm just like, okay. Um, So we go see this woman. And I don't think she knew um, anything about really almost like gay people and donor conception or anything. She basically just sat there, asked us one question and left the room entire si- in entire silence. She hardly spoke. I think she spoke maybe 15 sentences in an, in an hour. And she just sat there until we were both so uncomfortable. We just kept talking the entire time. Like Sarah and I would just be like, blah, 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 blah. Cause it was just like, okay. And then you stop talking and it'd just be really quiet for an uncomfortable amount of time. So we'd just start talking some more. And then we'd like start talking to each other and answering each other's questions and she would just sit there. And I was like, fuck, I want this job where I kind of just half listen and, uh, and talk sporadically. That's the secret. Stare someone in the eye and just don't talk and see what they say to you. It's, it's amazing what comes out. It really is. I just wish I was making that kind of money for, for sitting in a comfortable chair listening to people talk. Okay. Having said that. Okay. Okay. Next topic. Next topic. Right. Moving right along then. Um, Okay, here is one. I have a a story labeled Gunt from Rainbow, and I'm really excited to hear it. So let's take a little look-see. Hello, Sandra. Hello, listeners. It's Rainbow Bright and... And Lisa. And Lisa. Um, we have to record this again because the computer ate the last file we did. But Stupid that's okay. Computer. We said... We, well, we said nasty things about the Jets and now they're going into overtime. Yeah, so, so it's all good. We don't want to be called bandwagoners. Go Jets, go. Yeah, go Jets, go. <laughs> um, so Sandra asked us to talk about our social... Uh, I don't know. What do you remember from the night? Do you remember anything from um, the night? Not a lot. Because like, every time a picture is posted on Facebook, you're like, I don't remember doing that. <laughs> um, I remember the beginning, and the middle is kind of fuzzy, and the end is a blur. 
So this is like a metaphor for our relationship is what you're saying. No, I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> Why would I say that? Because you're going to get old and get Alzheimer's and then the end of our relationship is just going to be a blur. In the middle, you'll be in a drunken state. <laughs> okay. Um, if that's how we're going to play it, sure. Yeah. So the disaster for the day was uh, I, I went to go pick up the food for the social um, and I went to my Polish butcher shop uh, that I've gone to since I was like a little kid and they were all excited to see me and I went to pick up the food and my dad had asked me to call them and ask if they were plating the food for me and uh, did I do that? No, sure freaking did not. So uh, the meat was handed to me in a box instead of on little uh, party trays like I thought it would be so that people could grab it. Oh, I spent the whole afternoon with my best friend plating it. I was like, fuck, if the cheese in here is not good. Rolling meat. Yeah, rolling meat. Ew, that sounds so gross. A lesbian and a straight girl rolling meat in a kitchen. No. <laughs> but it happened. Oh. At least I remember the night. You don't even remember the night. I remember some of it. Like I said, some of it I don't remember. I mean, I was having a good time. I was being a good hostess. And our neighbor tried to fight your ex-boss, ex-supervisor? Yes, she did. She kept calling her a mermaid all night and was going to cut her, apparently. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And then... Our neighbor apologized the next day on uh, Facebook for uh, all the mermaid cracks. And it was kind of funny because my friends the next day were texting me saying, is your neighbor like that all the time? What's her deal? Like, what's up with her? And I'm like, that's just the way she is. That's normal behavior for her. <laughs> Telling people she's going to cut them. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm very, very lucky that your boss did Decided not to fight. Yes, because she is quite a bit uh, taller and stronger than our neighbor. So well, I, and she was our neighbor was also in a very inebriated yes. state. I think that if uh, your boss had flown a little too hard, uh, she would have fallen over. Yeah, I so. think the mermaid would have won that. The fight mermaid totally would have won easily. that battle quite easily. Um, we had belly dancers, librarian belly dancers. Uh, I work with someone who's a belly dancer at one of my jobs. And uh, there were a lot. We were surprised by the number of lesbians that actually came because we plan stuff for the gays all the time. All the time we try and get people to hang out with us from the community. And they're like, nope, nope, we got too much shit. We're too high in demand. And, and we end up hanging out with straight people. So uh, we were really surprised, but a lot of lesbians came out. Um, and supported us, which we were really grateful for. But they saw these, like, three belly dancers, and they were, like, coming up to me just kind of, they're, like, the straight, the single ones were, like, uh, so those girls over there. And I'm, like, yeah, the belly dancers. And they're, like, they're belly dancers? And I'm, like, yeah. And I'm, like, they're all so straight and all married. And they're, like, just, oh, such sad faces. I got such sad faces. <laughs> I told my coworker that the next day and she thought it was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, we had belly dancing librarians. We had mermaids um, and neighbors trying to pick fights. Yeah. Uh, and there was lots of green beer and we had a photo booth that Lisa doesn't remember. And uh, that's that was about the social, right? It was awesome. It was awesome. It was. <laughs> the dog, for some reason, feels the need now that I'm speaking to lay on my face. <laughs> Because we we foster a chihuahua and she uh, realizes that we're talking to this strange She's like, machine. why are you talking to and the box? And she has tried to crawl on top of the laptop. And then she, when she couldn't crawl on top of the laptop, crawled on Lisa's face. To and stop decided to nuzzle my from, face so yeah. I could not speak. Exactly. There is no talking allowed. So now I'm having to hold the laptop at eye level so that she can sit on the blanket. And now she seems to be good with the situation. Okay. Oh my god, this dog. Yeah, she's a little bit crazy. Uh, so Lisa has been dating uh, a Winnipeg Ukrainian-Polish girl, a puke, for five years now, right? Yes, five years. And when we were driving the other day, we saw 
well, I saw the Ukrainian coat of arms on a vehicle because with all the politics that are going on in Ukraine and Russia right now, uh, there's a lot of Ukraine supporters in our city and they have like flags on their car and the coat of arms and it was a really nice coat of arms. I noticed it. It was all silver and it was like like those Jesus fish that they put in cars, but like the the Ukraine coat of arms, not 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 like, a Jesus not fish a Jesus fish, a but nice like it, they make it look like a logo or like yeah. silver. So I saw this and I was looking at it and then I hear from beside me in the car. What did you think it was? Is that Transformers logo? <laughs> I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> I just, how did you think that the Ukrainian coat of arms was fucking Optimus Prime's face? I just, I don't even... I don't know. That's just what popped in my head. You're going to church. I'm taking you to church this Easter for that. Oh, really? Yeah, you're going to have to bless the baskets with me. Okay, well, I'm making, yeah. I'm making the eggs. Uh, speaking of church and marriage, uh, apparently after our divorce, Sandra gets to rub her gunt all over you. <laughs> So, oh uh, boy, I can hardly wait for that. <laughs> and uh, and the, the mermaid was humping you the night, leg humping yes, you. Yes, she was. Apparently, the there's a picture of her uh, leg humping me, and I look like I'm in some sort of distress. <laughs> and this was during Crazy Bitch, apparently, on the dance floor. You're, so. just, you're just really in demand with like mermaids and podcasting <laughs> hosts, and I have a cult following. Uh, Eb seems to think that I have this this face that wherever I go, people feel the need to speak to me. So you were talking to a woman from where tonight? Denmark or the Netherlands just moved here. This was at the chamois tonight, and she wanted to make sure that her doors didn't freeze up in case it snowed. Um, so I was explaining to her how they blow the air out of the door with that little like thing. You know, cleans the, takes the water out of the so door jams and stuff. And so basically, people just, people fucking talk to Lisa. Like, it, it just, it, blo- it blows my mind. People will turn around and they see this chick, like, all tattooed up and butch as hell. And they'll just, they'll just strike up a conversation with her. Yeah. I just, it blows my mind. Um, but yeah, I've, I've bailed on you on several occasions because you've been talking to or you got stuck talking yeah, to really annoying some people. Old lady in the spice aisle at Walmart. Oh my god, was I was weird. so gone. <laughs> I can't do Walmart on a good day, and this chick just she was talking about how much money she used to make to you, and I was like, okay, I'm out. I'm just yeah. And then when Aaron and I went to Walmart last Friday, um, some old guy thought we were talking about him. We were talking about. 29 year olds and he's like well hey i'm 89 and then <laughs> just started talking to him randomly in walmart like it's so stop talking to people stop I, talking when i go out in public people. i'm just gonna put duct tape on my mouth and maybe that'll stop it i have the kavorka i can't help it <laughs> you're gonna, that's you're, a seinfeld reference well you're gonna get uh you're, you're gonna get kavorka get podcast gunned all over you <laughs> Well, well, well. I can't wait. So, uh, actually, back when uh, I first rec- started recording, we were talking. Lisa likes to be on Facebook all the time. Her phone is constantly stuck to her face, and she it's likes not to read. Right now, no, it's not. She <laughs> likes to read uh, Sandra's posts on Facebook. Yes, I find Sandra quite amusing. Actually, she has a nice, dry, crisp, witty sense of humor. <laughs> So we were playing, we were going to have a Cards Against Humanity night, which we did have, but uh, Lisa was like, why don't you invite Sandra to the the Cards Against Humanity night? And I'm like, I think that that would classify as internet stalking. I don't think, I I, I don't think Sandra Really? I invited her to the social. She didn't come, by the way. You could have had your chance there because... I wouldn't have remembered anything that happened, so... Okay, but there are, like, internet friends, and then there are, like... I I don't think Sandra wants real friends. Sandra doesn't like real people? No. Well, I'm real, honey, so if you're gonna put that gunt on me after a a divorce, you better suck it up, buttercup. 
<laughs> You're fucking crazy. All right, that's it. We're over 10 minutes. Well, you told me you wanted me to do the podcast with you. This is me. Get used to it. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh, my God. My face hurts. I'm smiling so much. You guys are fucking crazy. I love that. I love that. There's something about Lisa's voice. Like, my face hurts. I'm just like, <laughs> the whole fucking time that was playing. Um, I don't know where to start. God, I'm just I'm even more in love than I was 10 minutes ago. God. Undying, Lisa. If anything should unfortunately happen to Rainbow, I will be there to comfort you. If you know what I mean. Sexually. Um, okay, Lisa knows how to party. Okay, yeah, that's how you do it. If you're going to get shit-faced hammered at your own social because you know that your girlfriend is going to really run the show and... Lisa, you're really just more of like a figurehead... You're just there for her looks. You're not, you're not really, you weren't necessary to this process, I'm going to guess. Because I didn't hear about you rolling up meat and slinging it around. So I'm just thinking Rainbow's, she's the type A. I'm thinking Lisa's just, she's just there for looks and charm, really. And uh, you know what, so am I. And it is a goddamn burden. Everyone thinks it's so easy looking like this. I just show up and you think this just fucking happens? Is that what you guys, ugh, me sick. Hours fucking hours um okay i do feel that uh lisa does have a cult following i think i've seen her face on facebook and she does she has a very kind open face like if i were you know like i often i don't have a kind open face but i often if i'm walking in a store i have this habit of walking really fast and looking angry because um i i i feel like that's my policy in life, like whenever I'm at work, I walk really fast and look angry and no one talks to me because I'm obviously doing something. But the problem with that is when I, it carries over to like a Walmart or a Canadian Tire or something, everyone's like, do you work here? Because like no normal person would walk that fast and look that mad just shopping for a toaster oven, right? So I get that a lot. So I can sympathize with that. But I also like to, you know, I mean, if somebody, maybe somebody's 89, like that guy that obviously wanted to fuck Lisa in Walmart, um, just they I feel like they need to talk and I'm used to at my work like old people just they get lonely and sometimes they don't get out ever and you know what when I was at home on mat leave I felt really isolated and really lonely and if anyone caught my eye in a Walmart I'd just start talking because I just was lonely for adult interaction so um I feel I feel I don't remember what my point was because McConaughey really took over there I do not know what I just said I shouldn't have taken those pills right before I started doing this because it's like 40 minutes later and yeah, no memory, no memory. Okay, right, cult following. I think, yeah, that's what, that was my point. Lisa's got just like a nice face. Like, I would talk to her. Maybe I already have Lisa. Hmm? You don't know what I look like. You don't know who I am. Maybe, just maybe, one of those people at that social staring at you longingly from across the room, undressing you with their eyes, maybe that was me. <sighs> Okay. Um, I feel like I don't want friends. You guys are very much right in that, in that regard. I don't want friends, uh, because I feel like it kills independent George. I have a few friends that listen to the show that know me in real life and they can attest to the fact that I'm a horrible listener. And, uh, I think a lot of times I feel like, um, I, maybe I'm just constantly manic because I do constantly feel the need to talk. And, um, it's really not necessary. I just need, like, if I were to say, what skills do I need to work on as a person? Definitely, I don't have any listening skills. And it's not that I'm just like, you know, waiting to stomp on what you're saying. I just feel like I can't have a silence, which is probably why I'm a decent podcaster most of the time when I'm not like crazy high on um, codeine um, is because I can move, like, I can talk. Like, some sometimes I listen to shows and they're... Um, they're, I don't want to say amateurs like I'm some fucking kind of, you know, genius or whatever, but there's a certain pace that you need to keep. You can't talk really slowly. You can't, like, it's good when two people are talking that they listen to each other and there's a bit of a pause. But, you know, there's a different a difference between normal human conversation, like, like Lisa and I last night when she came over after Sarah fell asleep and cuddled with me on The Lazy Boy, for example. There's a nice, calm, relaxed pace. But when you're doing a podcast, you're trying to, like be quick and make your points and, you know, quick jabs and out. You're not, it's not a, it's not a marathon. Like you're not stretching out every last word and talking every thought to death. Cause it's just, 
fucking annoying to listen to. And I've tried, I've tried, I'm really trying to listen to more amateur podcasts, but I find if it's not like, if I can see where they're going and it takes them six minutes to get there, I'm just like, you've lost my interest. And I just, I, I take that into my personal life and I, I don't need to because there is no one listening and there is no point. So maybe I need to work on just letting people talk and not try to punch up what they're saying or put in a punchline. Maybe they told me their dog died and I really shouldn't um, make a joke about that because it's inappropriate. I just, I have a hard time closing the gap between podcasting me and real life me. Like, I don't know what's appropriate. Like this lady at work, her husband died and, um, uh, like he had a long illness, but his death was pretty sudden. And I, like, I've hit on that woman every single day for a year and a half, like nonstop, just, you know, just flirting with her and hitting on her. And she's funny, you know, like she's, she's literally cuffed me in the back of my, of my head and heart. And she meant it. And it was funny because I said something inappropriate. And, uh, you know, because it gives her a chance to joke around because she's stressed out at home, right? So really, I'm giving unto her, really, by sexually harassing her inappropriately while her husband is dying. Okay, just in case you're wondering who you're dealing with, okay? Like, I just, okay, no boundaries there. Right. Man, why did I do this? I, I'm sorry. I'm not high. I don't want to, you know, <clears throat> just not normal. It's getting a little McConaughey. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know I say that a lot, but I don't know that you're grasping what that means. What that means is I feel like... I feel like I'm a little bit pompous, a little bit of a chest thumper right now, and uh, better than you. Yeah. Hang on, let me just, give me one quick sec. Okay, let's just take a little gander at that list again, that manic list. Signs that you're having a manic episode. Let's just take another gander at it, see if it still fucking applies, because I'm feeling a little fucking weird right now. Okay. Inflated self-esteem or grandiosity. What do you think? I'll let you, I'll let you make the decision here. Decreased need for sleep. Well, that doesn't really apply. More talkative than usual or pressure to keep talking. Mm -hmm. Flight of ideas or subjective experience that thought, thoughts are racing. Attention is easily drawn to unimportant or irrelevant items. Increase in goal-directed activity, either socially at work or school or sexually. I do feel quite sexual right now as far as Lisa goes. That goes without saying. I'm gonna, I am playing the long fucking game on that one. Lisa, you, you watch yourself. You watch yourself. Actually, you know what, Rainbow? I check your brake lines tomorrow, okay? Not an empty threat. Um, okay, so anyway, back to me not having friends. I don't, I don't really want friends. I feel like it's gonna kill independent George. I feel like I need to keep my podcast world and my regular world separately, or separate, sorry, because I don't know that I could like, look rainbow in the eye and know she's heard my pap smear and she knows everything about me things i really should never have said out loud period never mind out loud into a microphone ever so it just kind of like uh hi nice to meet you you know what i mean like what what am i gonna say hello i'm sorry i think those are the words that would come out of my mouth so no i didn't i couldn't and Games Against Humanity, that does sound like a lot of fun. But like we have a kid, you know, I just, I feel like, I think I'm going to turn 40 and look back and think, wow, I wasted my 30s because I'm relatively young still. I mean, fat, yeah, but young, you know, I could, I could go out once in a while. Wouldn't kill me to stretch my legs around, around Lisa's hips. Uh, <clears throat> okay. And Lisa just... One last Lisa reference here. I mean, I, I'm sure all of my listeners fell in love with you guys, but mostly Lisa on account of how um, I love her and, and they love me, obviously, because of how fucking tremendously awesome I am. So they would in turn love Lisa as well. And I think Sarah's going to be really disappointed to hear that our relationship is now over. Um, I feel like I'm really in a position to make big life choices right now. Like something tells me that I need to really jump on this. But McConaughey inside is saying, you know what? You've got to live. You've got to love the life you're living and live the life you love. Coming, Lisa. I'm coming. Okay. That's the show today. I've got to stop doing this because it's really fucking annoying. Okay. Carry on then. Okay, so, right, um, you can find me on Facebook if you want, Sandra D. Sanchez, for some of that crisp 
dry humor that Lisa loves so much. Uh, you can find me there. The next the next few days are going to be really crazy because I have a lot of a lot of pain that I'm treating with a lot of drugs. So stay tuned. And I had a ch- I had a, Don, Denise from the Lesbian Lounge was like, "Are you live tweeting your cap lock thoughts?" And I'm like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I am. I guess because I mean like." And I said, "Well, I could throw up." Um, memes and lost dog alerts if you'd prefer that because that's what Facebook is and I believe Facebook was meant for so much more it was meant for stupid jokes and being a cunt you know what I mean that's what Facebook is for it's not for reality and what time you're you're going to pick your kid up from school and what time you're going to bed it's just not it's not I looked into it it's not that's not what it's for Um, I thought it was really funny Sarah's (laughs) okay of course, I think it's funny because I think I'm terrific right now. But I'm. I, when does the loathing set in? There's, like, there's got to be a low. It's not just manic all the time, right? There's got to be a low point. Ask my bipolar friend. Um, let's not concern ourselves with the low right now, right? We've got to ride this out. Ride the snake. Okay, anyway, Facebook, right? Oh, yes, what I was going to tell you. Um, Sarah's mom wanted the deets on, like, deets. Oh, anyway, she wanted to know what happened, like, how I fell, I guess. So she's like, what happened? And I was like, you know what? It was a really intense game of Simon Says, and I don't back down. Is that funny? <laughs> she was kind of like, hmm, because she's really nice, and I'm inappropriate. I've got I've to learn <laughs> when to hold them and when to fold them. Should have folded that time. Should have. Oh, well. Oh, I did it again. Gunt. Oh, okay, Sandra D. Sanchez, Facebook, Twitter. Find me there. Hijinks aplenty. I hope McConaughey stays around for a long fucking time because I like that inside voice because I'm tough. You can't stop tough. Tough is a freight train. You either ride that baby or you get the fuck out of the way. Okay, changeofaddress69 at gmail.com if you want to submit something, if you'd care to donate like that lovely, lovely young lady did today. Um, iTunes reviews, they make me feel really wonderful inside. Almost as good as uh, the T3s are doing right now almost. So if you could please leave a fucking iTunes review, that would be great. Really great. I'd appreciate it so much. I check every day. Every day I'm checking it. Every day I'm hustling. Ooh. Okay. I don't think I'm going to listen back to this one because I don't think I'm going to like it very much. Okay. So yeah, leave an iTunes review. You can find us on Stitcher. Put us in your favorites uh, folder or whatever list on Stitcher and um, uh, check out the Garbage Hill Podcasting Network. Google that. Lots of good shows on there. Just go and check out the list there who fuck i'm not gonna list them all there's so many involved right now but it's cool because they're all kind of like amateurs like me so um yeah check them out should be good times um if anyone has a voodoo doll or any kind of like uh tips on how i could get this shit out of my body i'd really appreciate hearing that on account of how you know i'm probably carrying around six pounds of shit in my body and i'm really trying hard not to eat because i am exactly just like I covered before, exactly the kind of person who will gain 50 pounds in three weeks. Because, uh, yeah, I eat for entertainment. So this should go real well. Okay, I don't know. Find me. Call me. Reach out. Send an email. Inbox me on Facebook. Like the Change of Address Facebook page. Do something. I need to hear from you. Enough of me. How about a little more of you? I'm going to close this show down with a joke for Electric Gary. Electric Gary has to give his lovely wife shots every night and likes to tell her a little joke as he's doing it to kind of make it more pleasant for her. So if you want to send in a joke, please do. And here is a joke for Gary from Rose. Suck a dick. Hey everybody, this is Rose real quick with a joke for Gary and Mrs. Gary. Um, Why can't you go hungry in the desert? Because of the sand, which is everywhere. Get it? Ba-dum-bum.